You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 70. As soon as you have somebody who's a skill coach in the art and science of coaching, it's amazing what you can accomplish. It's like a coach is the wind beneath your wings. All of a sudden, what seemed impossible becomes easy, and you're making progress that you couldn't make before all by yourself. And to me, coaching is magical that way. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, and welcome to the 70th episode of the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator. I am really happy to be back in my office and able to tape this for you and to be here with you. We spent a whirlwind weekend flying to Michigan in a blizzard to honor the beautiful marriage of my sister and her husband. They've been married 40 years and actually both had their 60th birthdays this month as well. So their three beautiful children put on this lovely surprise party for them to celebrate their marriage and their love for one another and their lives in this 60th year. And I just have to say that Even though we battled snowstorms to get there and were diverted to other cities and didn't know that we were going to make it there for sure, but we were able to spend a solid maybe 30 hours in Michigan, surprise everyone, but just be there to witness the family and the love and all that goes on in relationships and didn't think we were going to make it back out of Detroit because another ice storm hit, but we made it home. And boy, was that worth all of that to celebrate those relationships. And in that vein, our show today is all about relationship coaching. There are many different niches and focuses that you can take as a coach. And one of those is working with singles and married couples and building strong relationships and communication. And our guest today is David Steele. He's a former marriage and family therapist who fell in love with coaching. And then in 1997, he founded the Relationship Coaching Institute, which is the first and largest international relationship coach training organization. David's the author of many books, One is the groundbreaking book for singles called Conscious Dating, Finding the Love of Your Life and the Life that You Love. He also wrote Radical Marriage, Your Relationship as Your Greatest Adventure. He is very well versed in the concepts and the delivery of coaching relationships and brings his specialty to the show today. David's passionate about what he does. You're going to hear that through everything we talk about. And I know that you're going to enjoy today's interview. 
which I happen to have airing on Valentine's Day. So let's enjoy the interview with David Steele. David, I want to welcome you to the Star Coach Show. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. How are you today? Hi, Meg. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So kind of a fun fact is that you're calling us from your new adventure, which is living on a boat. Yeah, I'm talking to you right now from the app cabin, and Darlene is working in the salon. She has the view out the windows, and but our app cabin is very, very comfy. It's got a double bed and everything. So this is our new life, and right now we're on the water in San Francisco Bay getting ready to finish up our boat projects and take off. Wow. Well, happy adventures, and thank you for fitting star coaches in the midst of your incredible adventures. I got to say that a lot of people congratulate me for living the dream, but this is a wonderful world of coaching is that anywhere you have a cell connection and an internet connection through your computer. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, your, your cell connection can be your internet connection through your computer. So anywhere there's a cell connection, you can work with clients and run your business. That is the fantastic thing about being a coach that I love. So, yeah, I'm living my dream, but this is what I want for all coaches. Well, and whatever those dreams may be, very good point. It gives us flexibility. David and I both come from the background of psychotherapy, and as a psychotherapist, you needed to kind of be in an office, seeing clients face-to-face, hour after hour. So a lot of flexibility in coaching versus what both of us kind of grew up doing. And David is the founder of the Relationship Coaching Institute. I wanted to have David join us today to talk to us about the specialty of relationship coaching. So how would you describe relationship coaching as a specialty? Well, it could be called a subspecialty of life coaching. Mm -hmm. So there's areas of personal coaching. Relationships is a huge area of of, life and, and personal coaching. And so you really need to already have training as a professional coach. And here at RCI, we do have an ICF accredited person, uh, life coach training program. So for folks that come to us that aren't yet trained coaches, need to have those foundational coaching skills first. And so our specialty is applying your coaching skills to coaching singles and coaching couples. We're pretty unapologetic about specializing in personal relationships, singles and couples as opposed to, you know, overall systems or business relationships or, you know, all other kinds of relationships that are certainly worthy. But, hey, I'm a marriage and family therapist who fell in love with coaching. And, you know, still, you know, marriage, family, and helping singles find a love of their life and live happily ever after, you know, that's my passion. And you talked about being a marriage family therapist who fell in love with coaching. So how would you describe the difference between what you do as a relationship coach and what you might have done as a, let's say, a therapist providing couples therapy? Such a world of difference. When I was a therapist, of course, I was in a four-walled office. Most of my clients wanted to build their medical insurance. And a therapist is really a licensed mental health clinician. And as a licensed mental health clinician, we are trained and expected to be able to diagnose and treat mental, emotional, and psychological disorders. That's right. I'm going to say that again, Mm -hmm. because think about this. If you're a coach, 
you know, if you're a therapist, you are expected to and trained to treat and diagnose mental, emotional, psychological disorders. Now, I don't know about you, but when I entered my profession, I wanted to help people be happy. You know, I wanted to lower the divorce rate, help people have successful marriages and families, and diagnosing and treating mental, psychological, emotional disorders was not on my radar. I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I had to do it to be a therapist. And so the whole therapy profession, psychotherapy meaning, is really more aligned with the medical model and billing insurance because of medical conditions, right? You have to have a diagnosis code that is, you know, medically necessary. Absolutely. Uh, And so the mindset from that, when a client comes to see a therapist is, you know, I messed up, fix me, help me. And so it's a problem-oriented situation where coaching is 180 degrees from that because uh, we are totally goal-oriented, results-oriented, solution-oriented, positive-oriented. And one of my favorite sayings that I made up, you know, I I made up a lot of sayings. (laughs) I like that one of your favorite sayings you made up. I like that. You know, and this particular saying drives therapists crazy. And it, it goes like this. It doesn't matter where you've been. What matters is where you're going and how to get there. Okay. And therapists hate that because of course it matters, matters where, where they've been. You have to figure it out. You have to heal the past. You have wounds from your past traumas, even if you don't know it. And as a coach, I'm totally impatient with all that. Say, okay, you know, yeah, we all have wounds. We all have trauma. We all have obstacles that hold us back emotionally and psychologically and mentally, whatever. However, here's one thing that I've learned as a coach. Are you ready? This is big. This is huge. Okay, we're ready. Success is therapeutic. So you can be in therapy for five years, you know, working on whatever trauma you need to overcome to take the next step to find love or whatever it might be, or hire a coach to help you find the love of your life. And then you find somebody that's a great match for you. And then, you know, boom, a lot of the past shit that might have been holding you back falls away. So success is therapeutic. That's one thing that I've learned as a therapist turned coach. So sometimes it is necessary. Sometimes your stuff, and we all have stuff, right, mm-hmm. will hold you back. Sometimes it will hold you back, and then it needs, that needs to be addressed. But we don't need to assume that it needs healing before you're ready to, for success. So that's what a coach will focus on. Who are you? What do you want? How do you get what you want? And then what are the steps needed to get there? And I'm going to support you, hold your hand, encourage you, and kick your butt every step along the way until you're successful. And one of the hallmarks of coaching that I think people have a tough time understanding Mm -hmm. is that we don't give advice. It's not our job to give advice. It's not effective to give advice. Well, then then what do we do? And as a therapist, we were expected to have a professional opinion. As a therapist, we were expected to diagnose and treat and write reports and, and say all sorts of educated things about our client. And as a coach, what we think doesn't matter at all. And actually gets in the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so an analogy that I like to make uh, for all those who don't understand how coaching can be effective without giving advice is the analogy I like to use is weight loss. Okay. Weight loss. Many people want to lose weight. 
the weight loss industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because losing weight is hard. But why is it hard? It's actually simple. What do you got to do to lose weight? You exercise more and eat less. Boom. That's it. You do those two things, you'll lose weight. So why is there a multi-billion dollar weight loss industry? The reason is because it's hard. Because it's simple doesn't make it easy. And so this is the art and science of coaching is that we help somebody accomplish what feels to them like it's impossible. It's so big. It's so overwhelming. But you know what? They can do it. And it's not about what you know or what you don't know. Do you know how to lose weight? Yeah. Exercise more, eat less. Yeah, I know how to do that. But man, is it hard. Mm -hmm. As soon as you hire a coach, as soon as you have that partner supporting you, as soon as you have somebody who's a skilled coach in the art and science of coaching, it's amazing what you can accomplish. It's like a coach is the wind beneath your wings. All of a sudden, what seemed impossible becomes easy, and you're making progress that you couldn't make before all by yourself. And to me, coaching is magical that way. And what do we actually do? Well, if we don't give advice, what do we do? Well, that's the art and science of coaching. That's why you need coaching training. So if you're wondering, well, what do coaches actually do? The art and science of coaching is to help a client achieve great things, you know, without telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. And there is a scientific basis for it because we're social beings that, as you know, babies need parents, you know, students need teachers, you know, employees need supervisors. You know, we are social beings. We need support. We're embedded in a culture, a social environment. And because we need that social support, we are not going to be successful alone. It is really, really hard and overwhelming. But our culture, in here in the U.S. anyway, is the Lone Ranger, I'm the hero, I can do it all by myself, I don't need any help. Right. And as coaches, we know that is absolutely not the case, that you, people struggle, get overwhelmed, and they get stuck trying to do something big and overwhelming by themselves. Guaranteed, you will get stuck. And what drives me crazy is when coaches... People who want to become coaches, they may go get coaching training and they start getting clients and building their business. They get stuck. They get overwhelmed. And the ones that give up because they think they can't make a go of their coaching business, Uh do they have a coach? Are they getting support that they need? No, they're not. And so to me, it's the biggest paradox, uh, not paradox, that's the wrong word, but you know, if you expect people to hire you for hundreds or thousands of dollars per month, for your help, because you believe that nobody is successful alone. And you and know that that partnership getting... helps, right? Yeah. So a successful coach should have their own coach. And I've had many coaches over the years, and there's no way that I would want to go this by myself. It's my mission and my goals are too huge. You know, it's overwhelming to me just thinking about it. But with a partnership of a coach, I'm able to accomplish things far beyond what I thought possible. I never thought, for example, that I would write a book. Uh-huh. I've written many books now and good books, books that I'm proud of. And it's all because I've gotten the support that I need. And that's really the foundation of coaching is that people do need support. But what kind of support? Do they need advice? Do they need to be told what to do? You know, no. They usually already know what they need to do. And so that's kind of a big difference between coaching and therapy, because in therapy, we assume that we're the doctor 
Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of therapists aspire, I have to admit, I aspire to get a PhD. I aspire to be called Dr. Steele. But, you know, I had to interrupt my PhD study because my twin boys were born. And you know what? I'm glad because I don't want to be Dr. Steele. I don't want to ascribe to that medical model. So when we think about relationship coaching in particular, you said earlier that when I help somebody find the love of their life or when we work with people to increase their happiness. So what are some of the specific things that relationship coaches are taught that create that kind of specialty? Well, it's a huge question. You know, relationships touch our heart. And this is a really vulnerable area for people. It's a really scary area. You know, life coaching, individual personal coaching is easy. Achieving personal happiness is easy. As soon as you incorporate a relationship, oh my God, it's complex. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it starts where we start in relationship coaching is with singles. Because singles become couples. That was my big epiphany when I first became a coach and decided to apply coaching to relationships is, you know, oh my gosh, singles become couples. That's where I need to start. And as a therapist, it never occurred to me in a million years to do anything with singles. But I really saw the connection that when you're single, you're making all these choices that are going to set you up for success or are going to doom you to failure. And so what can you do when you're single to prepare for a successful relationship? And what are the choices that you can make that will result in success and a good partner choice? Mm -hmm. And so that's really, you know, I've been divorced twice and I can tell you all about making bad partner choices. But how do you make good partner choices that, you know, will, will work well in the long term? And as a relationship coach, we don't know the answers for our clients. So, but there is a big area, you know, since we don't give advice, we don't have the answers. But we do use lots of what I call paradigms. Now, a paradigm is a set of ideas. That's sort of a system of ideas that help you understand something or a frame of reference for something. And I love coaching paradigms. And I have created in the process of developing relationship coaching for myself and then creating a training institute rather reluctantly. That's a whole other story. I didn't really want to get into the business of training. I was having too much fun as a relationship coach. But But they sucked you in. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, there was no relationship coach training organization at the time. Right. You know, I had to figure it out for myself. This was 1997. And, you know, nobody could show me exactly what relationship coaching is, how you apply coaching to relationships. So I had to figure it out for myself. And I I was so in love with coaching as I was learning it, as, you know, Thomas Leonard developed it and the ICF promotes it, but there's no ready model for how do you apply coaching to relationships. So I had to figure it out for myself. But when it comes to any specialty like business or executives or small business or relationships, it's helpful to have what I call coaching paradigms, which are frame of reference for approaching something. And the thing, the way we do it as a coach, though, is we are not attached to them. It's just a way of looking at it. If it's useful with the client, great. If it's not, we move on. And so, for example, for singles, let's talk about singles. Okay. The number one question that singles have 
is what? What do you imagine would be the number one question that singles have? I would guess it's where do I meet my people? Where do I meet people? (laughs) That's close. That's the number two question. Okay. The, The number one question is how do I find the love of my life? How do I do this? You know, there's no rules. There's no set protocol. And it's all, you know, the Wild West out there. We got all these dating apps. And we're out there, we're meeting singles, and we have no chemistry, we have nothing in common with any of them, and say, how do you do this? And so I've developed paradigms for coaching singles that many singles have found helpful. And so in answering the how question, I developed what I call the four steps for conscious dating. So here's the answer to the how question. If you want to find the love of your life, here's what you do. You scout, sort, screen, and test. And scouting is the process of finding somebody to meet. And you do that like on, you know, Match.com or something or Mm -hmm. in line at Starbucks or whatever. You're scouting for somebody to meet. You're a single person. You're looking for an attractive other single person that you can connect with. That's scouting. And then sorting is the process of when you first meet somebody, having a very quick read on is there potential here? Do I want to get to know them? Do I want to spend any more time with them? And, you know, this is done within five minutes. In internet matchmaking, this is done just by looking at somebody's profile. You know, in line at Starbucks, it's by the time you get your coffee, you'll know if you want to hang out with this person or not. So it only takes five minutes. So that's sorting. And screening is the process of collecting more information about this person to determine if if they would be a good fit for you. And... This is just information. You don't know what the reality is yet. You're just asking each other questions and getting to know each other, just talking, and you're comparing what you're learning about them with your vision and your purpose and your requirements, needs, and wants. And that's a whole other paradigm in right. terms of who are you and what who are you and what do you want. What you want is your vision. And who you are is you are a mix of your requirements, what you require for a relationship, what's non-negotiable for you, and your needs of what you need to be happy emotionally and functionally, and what you want, you know, what you want that will make your life, you know, pleasurable and enjoyable. That's a whole other paradigm. So, and all of these ideas, all of these paradigms, we use them in coaching. We help our clients develop strategies for scouting develop strategies for sorting, develop strategies for screening, develop strategies for testing, help them determine what their vision is, help them determine what their requirements are, help them determine what their needs and their wants are, and then they're all tools that they use to date and to find the love of their life. So the answer to how do you find the love of your life is four steps for conscious dating. Scout, sort, screen, and test over and over and over again until you click. You finally found the person you're looking for. And in my case, you know, I've been uh, married and divorced twice, and it took me, I would estimate somewhere between 200 and 250, what I call coffee dates, to finally find Darlene. And a coffee date is, you know, where you meet somebody for the first time, you meet them at Starbucks, and you're sitting down for half an hour or so, Mm kind of, you know, meeting each other for the first time, asking each other questions, getting to know each other. By the end of that time, Is it a yes, a no, or a maybe? And so I work very hard to, I learned it's necessary to be decisive and to be able to decide yes or no by the end of that coffee date. And if it's not a yes, if it's not a strong yes, it's a no. 
And so let me ask you, Meg, out of, say, 200, 250 coffee dates that I had, how many do you think resulted in second dates? 25. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, less than 10. Probably more around five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, I was being and, a little more uh, optimistic, huh? Yeah. So this is an, an example of what I call conscious dating, which is when you're clear about who you are and what you want. And you have a plan for getting what you want, and you follow the four steps for conscious dating, and you have strategies for them, then eventually you'll find the love of your life. And of course, there's lots of singles who don't believe it's possible. They don't believe they can find the right one, or they don't believe they can get everything they want, so they have to settle for the best they can find. And all of those are self-fulfilling. And so that's where a coach is really needed, because you really can get 100% of what you want out of your life. And the extent that you settle, oh, well, 80%, that's about the best I can get. Well, that's self-fulfilling. Then you're never going to get any better than 80%. So if you really want to be truly, truly happy, go for it 100%. And the support of a coach will help you do that. So the, the value of coaching paradigms. Now, for example, I was giving a, uh, a seminar to singles. Mm-hmm. I was sharing my paradigm of requirements, needs, and wants. And I had one guy that raised his hand and he said, I don't believe in requirements. I don't think they're necessary. I think our relationships would work if we just practice unconditional love. And to him, requirements were the opposite of where he wanted to come from, which was unconditional love. And he's right. It is the opposite. Mm -hmm. And in my world, you do have requirements and you can't deny them because, you know, if they're not met, their relationship is doomed. It really is. I mean, people get divorced. Do they want to get divorced? No. No. The, 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 right. the cost is huge. So what's causing them to be divorced? It's some huge force, and I call that requirements, because if it's not met, they just can't make it work, no matter how hard they try. And so what are your requirements? And choose a relationship that is aligned with your requirements, that you can get requirements met. And so as a coach... We help our clients develop those requirements, discover those requirements. I have a whole coaching program for exactly how to do that in a very comprehensive way. Because you have to be comprehensive. If you miss one, if your client chooses a partner and that that requirement that's not met, that they're not aware of, that they discover later, that's what's going to doom the relationship. So as a a relationship coach for singles, we have a big responsibility to help our client develop clarity so that they can make those good relationship choices and and that will end up successful to them. And these paradigms are very, very helpful, but we're not attached to them. We're not shoving it down the client's throat and saying, this is the answer. This is the solution. This is how to think about it. You say, well, you know, there's this paradigm of requirements and needs and wants. Mm -hmm. And you explain it to the client, say, you know, does that resonate for you? Would you like to, you know, explore that further? And so if, it, if it's a fit for the client and, you know, it's helpful to them, great. If it's not, then you let go of it and move on. So that's one of the biggest differences between a coach and a guru. There's lots of relationship gurus, you know, especially in the dating world, you know, for singles. Everybody thinks they're an expert in dating or relationships because, you know, they've gone through it themselves. So the difference between a guru and a coach is a guru believes that they have all the answers and all you got to do is, is do what they say. Yeah, follow my steps. One, two, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and as, as a coach, you know, we say, well, you know, 
The client's truth is what matters. And our job is to have lots of tools in our toolbox, but not be attached to any of it. So as smart as I am, as much as I believe in requirements, if I'm going to coach the guy that believes in unconditional love, the requirements go out the window. And I want to coach him to, you know, find the love of his life and practice unconditional love and be the person he is, have the relationship that he wants. That's what's important, not me being right. Right. And particularly, David, in a situation like that, because you have lived it, you have experienced success because of those paradigms or along with those paradigms. I hear often that it's difficult for coaches to let go of something that they know has worked. The key thing is, is that coaching is individual to each person. So we can't be attached to it. We can't hold. Yeah. Hogtie the client. And this is where we're getting into the territory of ego versus service because when I'm coming mm -hmm. from when I'm when I'm coming from ego I think I'm right I'm I think I'm smart I think the client should do what I say you know I'm a successful coach I have a lot of clients I make a lot of money I have people saying I'm great you know when you're coming from ego you know you believe that you know the right answer when you're coming from service you are in service of your client it's their truth that matters. It's how they achieve success and experience success that matters. You know, not what we want for them, what they want for them. And so ego versus service in a coach is huge. And it's very easy to spot if you're looking for it. Very easy to spot. And intuitively, you know, we're going to feel it anyway. When we meet a coach, I, I love coaches that mm-hmm. come from service. They make me feel so warm and so safe. And they are so masterful, you know, they do it so naturally, Uh, you know, it it really, it's like an artist. It's just amazing. And, you know, I I, I wish I had that level of mastery sometimes. Uh, I consider myself an okay coach, but I'm in awe of masterful coaches and they just make it seem so effortless and they empower and they support and they make you feel good Mm -hmm. and they make you feel good about yourself is so compelling that David has agreed to come back. We're going to have another interview with him around that whole concept of um, professionalism and ego versus service. So stay tuned for that one because that one is coming as well. Now I've set it on air, David, so that means you're stuck. You're coming back with us again. A caution to your listeners is, uh, you know, you probably want to be part of that conversation, but you are not going to like some of what you hear, you know, because most of us have some ego to let go of to be an effective coach. Yeah, because we're human too. And um, it's yes. something that I think we strive to get better at and do self-reflection and self-examination all the time to, to be that masterful coach that you were referring to earlier. So I want to thank you for giving us some great information about what is involved in relationship coaching. We didn't even get into sort of the couples aspect of that, but you gave such great and such great information about how you begin as a single because the foundation that we set up as a single to move into relationship is is key and foundational. Can I just give you like a 2 or 3 minutes on couples? Absolutely. That would be wonderful. So we're talking about coaching paradigms, right? 
Mm-hmm. And a coaching paradigm for couples I'm very proud of that I, I developed in my practice as a therapist and I refined over the years is what I call the communication map. Because couples often struggle with their communication. And when they get help, usually that's what they complain about and say, we're having trouble communicating. So the communication map is a tool that has been very, very successful for coaching. Any coach can use it. And even any anybody can use it. You don't have to be a professional. So just go to my website at go to thecommunicationmap.com. Uh, and there's a free audio program. I, I just lay it all out there. And you can use the, the communication map as a communication coaching paradigm 45 minutes after you listen to the audio. And that's, oh. that's why I love that's a good coaching paradigm. It's a tool you can use, but it's not the only tool in your toolbox. If it works great, if it doesn't work, then we got more. Can you give the name of the website one more time? That's www.thecommunicationmap.com. Excellent. There's a a free 45-minute tutorial just laying it all out. And the communication map is, if there's a digital version, there's a hard copy version. But uh, really, uh, working with couples or working with any two people, like a parent and child or employee manager, uh, the communication map is a great, great tool for anybody to get started in the wonderful world of relationship coaching. What a wonderful resource. Thank you for that. And you also uh, download about building business. Now, I know we didn't get into business building today, but can you share that download as well that's available? Well, sure. On our website at relationshipcoachinginstitute.com, we have a free relationship coach starter kit. And so just register, download it, access it. And it's everything that you need to know about the business and practice of relationship coaching you know, including coaching singles and coaching couples and including how to get clients and how to enroll and how to market. I mean, that's the two-part equation of getting clients as a coach. You need to be able to market to generate prospects and then you need to be able to enroll those prospects and get them to hire you so that you can help them and get paid for it. And so that's what we cover in our Relationship Coach Starter Kit. Excellent. David, thank you for taking the time today to uh, give us this great information. Thanks for having me, Meg. The world of professional coaching offers so many different focuses and niches and and populations that we can work with. It is so helpful to me when different experts do a deeper dive with us about what's involved in each one of these specialties. So I want to thank David Steele for coming on the show today and talking about relationship coaching and sharing from the Relationship Coaching Institute. If you'd like to know more about David or the Institute or the different links that he shared in the interview, go to starcoachshow.com and on the resource page, we'll have all that information lined up for you. If you'd like to know more about the show, be sure you peruse the site while you're on And any information that you might need, just send me a contact me form. So once again, I want to thank you for joining us today. If you like the show, we would very much appreciate a rate and review on iTunes or share the show with somebody that you believe would benefit from it. This is Meg Renschler, your host, wishing you the very best for your coaching success. We'll see you next week.